All right, Cameron, Lazy's episode number six. I am Shane Ryan. And if you expected me to introduce other people at this point, well, expect again, because it's just this guy. It's a solo show, a solo effort. Ariana was at the game tonight. Aaron was watching from home. We, uh, we thought, you know, Central Arkansas probably doesn't merit its own podcast, especially if it's going to be a blowout. So uh, we'll get together later this week and we'll, you know, preview some of the stuff to come. But for now, um, I'm just going to wax poetic for like 10, 15 minutes. And if you want to listen, hey, um, by all means, just stick around because I'm still talking. All right. So uh, it was indeed a blowout. Duke absolutely laying a thrashing on Central Arkansas. 105 to 54. Um what can you say except that, uh, you know, Central Arkansas, we thought, okay, they lost by 10 to Georgetown. They might have some offensive firepower, but guess what? Uh, against this team and against any, I would say any modern Duke team in the last five to 10 years, uh, the kind of teams Coach K assembles, you don't uh, play against them by run and gunning. I mean, our weaknesses are we're not great shooters, I don't think. Uh, and our half court set is slightly, you know, questionable. When you, when you really slow us down, it gets tough to score. But guess what? When we're in transition, and when you're running fast and letting us play good D and force turnovers, oh man, you are uh, playing into the mouth of the lion, as as they say, or maybe as they don't say. Um, but in any case, yeah, that's our style of game, and it's yeah, a team plays that, and we're gonna kick the crap out of them. And that's what you saw tonight. I think at one point in the um, first half, it was 52 to 13. And I was praying for Duke to get another bucket because I don't think I've ever seen a um, more than quadruple in my life. And we were just one point away. And of course, they hit a desperation three at the end of the shot clock. And and that was over. The dream was over and it never came back. But again, 105 to 54, the final score. And I think I'm just going to run down... Um, you know Duke's roster and just talk about the different players and kind of what I thought about them. But before I do that, I, I think I would be remiss in not mentioning another result that I just saw the end of, uh, which is that Evansville, um, famous basketball powerhouse. I mean, they, I guess they're good. I don't know. They're a mid-major. They're not that good. They beat Kentucky, number one Kentucky on their home floor, 67 to 64. Kentucky, um, as a lot of you know, just beat Michigan State in one of the first games of the year. Michigan State started out ranked number one. So there you have two number one ranked teams falling. Uh, and guess who the number two team is? It is the Duke University Blue Devils right now, which means if we beat Georgia State, who no longer has Lefty Drizel as a coach, because I believe <laughs> Lefty Drizel is dead, um... Rest in peace. No, he's not dead. I'm looking it up online. He's he's alive and well. Good for you, Lefty Drizel. 87 years young. Uh, but he is no longer the coach of Georgia State. Uh, we have nothing to fear from them. If we beat them Friday, next week, Duke University is going to be number one. Um, which, i got to be honest, I don't think I expected to see this year. And there were a lot of things I didn't expect. I didn't expect to like this team as much as I liked them this year. But this team is really fun. They're really, 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 really good, and uh, they're especially really good defensively. And again, tonight was wonderful. In particular, the first half was just an outrageous, uh, an outrageously good first half. Incredibly efficient. Um, I put on Twitter. I was like, "This is got to be one of the best halves of basketball Duke has ever played." Uh, and some people, uh, let's see, some of the things Duke, Michigan in two thousand or two thousand one. Um, Second half against Maryland in the Final Four, 2001. 
of course, when they took a big lead and we came back. Th- these are all these historical great halves against much better teams. But I, I will say, um, just in terms of absolutely everything going right, it was it was kind of astounding to watch what was happening. Um, one quick thing that didn't go right was Trey Jones, and we still don't know what's gone on with him. Certainly looked like it might be a concussion. And that would be, you know, I, concussions can go a number of ways. I had, a, <laughs> I had a concussion earlier this year, and it was supposedly, quote-unquote, minor concussion um, that I got from helping my grandparents um, take Christmas decorations up from the basement and just absolutely railing my head on a, a low ceiling. <clears throat> and it was awful. And I got to tell you, but it was a, a minor concussion. After a week, it was nothing. But let me tell you, that week was miserable. So not that I ever didn't respect how horrible concussions were, but now that I know what a minor concussion feels like, it's yeah, it's awful. And I really sincerely hope Trey Jones doesn't have um, any concussion. But if he does, I hope it's minor because, you know, depending on what kind of concussion and how it affects the person individually, that can be a long term thing. And it could be really bad news for us if Trey Jones is out. Um, and I might as well start talking about him. We didn't get to see a ton of him, but <clears throat> what we did see in the first half just. Typically impressive, uh, especially defensively. I mean, he started the game off with a steal. He absolutely shuts down the opposition almost no matter who he's playing. And it's it's just mind-boggling to watch. And it, it's just such a luxury uh, as a Duke fan to see somebody like that on your team because it automatically, from the get-go, from the jump, limits what the other team can do. And right away you saw, you know, when he's stripping the ball from from the opposing point guard, you're like, well... Central Arkansas has got nothing for us because they're not going to be able, first and foremost, to get past Trey Jones. And that is, again, it's just such a nice thing to have. And and Trey was great on offense tonight. He had his first three-pointer of the year, ended up, you know, with seven points on three for five shooting. He certainly didn't need to be the guy scoring a ton uh, today. And he didn't. And and that's fine. But, you know, he played he played wonderful defense. He was facilitating. He's terrific at running the break. Um, I have memories last year of some dishes he had to Zion, and you know nothing has changed. He's got wonderful court vision, and uh, <clears throat> basically all I can say is all the best to him, and I really hope he comes back soon because you know without him we're nothing. Uh, as as much as I like so many other players in this team, Trey Jones is uh, the straw that stirs the drink, and um, I want my drink stirred when it comes <laughs> when it comes to this Duke team. So anyway, best to Trey. Um, but let's talk first about Matthew Hurt. Um, Hurt is somebody who I thought was just insanely impressive in the preseason. And, you know, he was he was still really good in our first two games of the year. He was good against Kansas. Um, he was fine last game. Uh, this game, I thought we saw for the first time in the regular season what this guy can do when the offense runs through him. And, you know, just reading his stat line, 19 points on 7 for 11 from the field, 3 for 3 from beyond the arc, which is like enormous, enormous, enormous for this team. Okay, we lost last year. We, we didn't win a title because we didn't have anybody who, who could hit a three-pointer. We can't have that this year. And so Matthew Hurt doing that and, and showing that he can be the guy that can hit these big threes is so big. Um, and, you know, the team was 9 for 18 from three tonight, which, again, we weren't playing the best team. We're not always going to shoot for 9 for 18. Previously, we've been god awful from three and you know if you had to ask me what are you going to be in the future god awful or 50 percent, i would probably lean toward god awful but point being matthew hurt is a guy we need to stick those threes and to show he can do that is big but also what an unbelievable scoring touchdown low um and that's the ultimate conundrum with matthew hurt is you know we saw him in the northwest missouri state game in the preseason um 
really, really posting up a ton, um, kind of just as much as, as Vernon Carey. And anytime he got the ball in the post, he showed such good instincts. He really has a sense of where he is down there. He's great at scoring under contact. And he showed the same exact thing tonight. Led the team with 19 points, um, you know, four boards, three assists, wonderful passer. Uh, he had a wonderful, uh, I, I think it was Carey who was pinned down late in the game and and Hurt found him from the top of the key with a perfect uh, pass. He's got great vision. So I, I really think Coach K needs to make an effort in the big games coming up. You know, Michigan State, I think, is the next one. And then we've got Texas and, and, and probably Georgetown. He needs to find a way to get this guy involved in the offense because he is simply too talented not to. Um, and, and in Kansas, we didn't, we really didn't work him in enough. And, uh, in, in the previous game, as you can tell, I'm forgetting who he played. Uh, it was that memorable, but in the previous game, it was the same thing. You know, he, um, he just didn't, he, he wasn't involved in the offense enough and he needs to be, he absolutely needs to be. So Matthew Hurt was great. Uh, really, you can't say enough about him. Um, and the next guy I want to talk to, to keep the, the positive energy rolling is uh, Colorado State, by the way, was the was the second game we played. The next guy I want to talk about is Cassius Stanley. And, you know, <laughs> this this guy is just, what can I say? He's the best player on our team. I mean, there is no denying it. He was 5 for 5 from the field tonight, 13 points. Uh, he got to the line, 3 of 4 from the line, 3 blocks on D, 3 steals. He is just so good. I mean, and, and what makes him extra good, I mean, the offensive thing is already clear. Anybody who thought he was just an athlete, just a guy who can leap, um, has been you know disproven already. He is so 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 talented on offense to the point that I'm like you know this guy not just good. This guy is going to be a first round. Forget first round. He's going to be like a number one or number two draft pick. He's that good. Um, he's shown so much ability, so much composure under pressure. I mean, he's the guy. Already, if you're like, okay, we have one possession and we need one guy with the ball going one-on-one to score to win the game, for me, that's Cassius Stanley. Um, absolutely no doubt about it. And, you know, it, it's it's consistency, it, it, it's intelligence on defense. He is all over the place on the defensive end. But, again, every game has these spectacular plays. Early on, he had a fast break, and I think Dan Bonner had it right on the ACC network that he took off too early. But even so, even though he couldn't dunk it, it showcased like how far he could jump. And then he just kind of laid it in really easily. Um, that kind of thing. And then there was a fast break in the second half going the other way where he kind of tucked the ball almost like a, a running back and eluded one defender, made the basket, got the foul, uh, converted the three-point play. He's all over the place. He's a bundle of energy. He's a bundle of athleticism. And again, just like stellar, stellar, stellar on defense. It's awesome. Um, and so, yeah, I love Cassius Stanley. I think this guy is the X factor on our team. Absolutely nobody expected him to be this good. He was our fourth best freshman recruit, and uh, and already he's you know, worth his weight in gold. So who else? Vernon Carey Jr. Uh, you know, looking at his stat line at the end, it's incredible to me. Seventeen points, uh, eight for ten from the field, ten boards. That's a spectacular game. There, there really is, is nothing negative you can say about it, but to me it was quiet. <laughs> like I did, really didn't expect to see that at the end. I knew he had a couple good moves. Uh, he had a couple you know, iffy, iffy possessions in the beginning. He dropped a ball and what I thought was a pretty good pass from Stanley early on. But over the course of the game, I mean, oh, you know, almost a flawless performance from Vernon Carey Jr. Um, he just, again, he, it's so awesome because it's so rare at Duke to see a guy who is a, a, a true center, a true post player, 
who is capable of scoring with such finesse down low. And, you know, not to take anything away from his strength and his size, all that stuff are huge assets, but I love to see a guy that big and that strong who can put the moves on and, and create really easy interior buckets for himself because he, because he really just kind of knows basketball and is a really good basketball player. He's more than just a, a big, strong body. So Kerry, uh, a really awesome game. Um, and, you know, looking down the list here, who else is there? Delorier. You know, these are the kind of games Aaron um, on the Google chat hated this game because he said um, he wasn't able to experience anxiety, which is funny to me. You know, he wants to, to feel the tension. Um, he said, this game sucks. I disagree. <laughs> I thought it was good. But one thing I really disagree with him on is that you can't learn anything about the team from this game because I think we learned a lot. However, uh, when it comes to guys like Javin Delorier, I'm like, okay, yeah, I, I, I kind of agree with you there. Delorier, 11 points, four for seven. Um, seemed really good offensively. If you had never watched a Duke game before and this was your first experience of Javin Delorier, you'd be like, oh, this guy, yeah, what a good offensive player. What a force underneath. Well, I don't expect we'll see the same finesse and the same sort of scoring ability from Javin Delorier as the season goes along. Maybe I'm wrong. Don't know. I hope we do, of course. Um, but I, I, he, but he was great tonight. You know, eight boards, uh, perfect from the line, really good underneath. Uh, didn't even play that much, 16 minutes, didn't need to. Uh, so the guy who played the most tonight, interestingly enough, was Wendell Moore Jr., I'm of a couple minds on Wendell here. Um, on one hand, I do think in the last couple games against Colorado State, and again, in moments tonight, in fits and starts, not the whole game, but in moments, he showed that, oh yeah, this guy's a, a, a tremendous offensive force. One-on-one, -on -one, he can really create shots for himself. He can score. And, uh, you know, he is living up to his sort of... I mean, he was our third best recruit, but he was one of the best recruits in the country. And, and he's showing why right now. That said, um, you know, a couple turnovers tonight, a couple bad passes. I don't think he's the best decision maker yet. And I want to give him time. I don't want to write him off completely right now. But I, I just don't think it, it seems like he sort of gets in his head and he sort of gets riled up under the excitement and the energy and he makes bad decisions and you know, not only with passing, which we've seen that a bunch where he tries to make these like perfect thread the needle passes that we see Trey Jones making all the time. But with Trey, it's because he sees something and he, he reacts at the perfect moment and he, he makes the pass before the defense can think of it with Wendell. It seems like it's always a second or two late um, and it winds up in a turnover, but we also saw him do it today on offense a little bit where he's kind of forcing it a little, um, you know, he had the most field goal attempts of anybody on the team. He was four for 12 from the field. And a lot of those were just, you know, ill-advised takes. And, and some of them were, were great takes and, so, and he just couldn't finish. But I, I don't know. I, I'm a little concerned about Wendell Moore Jr. I, I think you hesitate to judge any player before, you know, gosh, it's still November. Okay. It's still early November. We're not even at November 15th. He's got a lot of time to prove himself. He got this, um, you know, he didn't get the start today, but, you know, he got a decent amount of playing time. Um, and so you think like, well, he must be doing something right in practice. He must the team must like him. Coach K must like him. But my worst case scenario, my fear is that the, the brighter the lights and the bigger the stage, the worse he becomes. And I thought we saw that a little bit against Kansas. And, uh, 
you know, so let's see how he does against Michigan State. Let, let's kind of wait and let's not pronounce him DOA quite yet, but I am worried. And on that same note, um, let's talk about Alex O'Connell, who, you know, stat line was fine tonight. Ten points, four for nine shooting, uh, two for six from three. But O'Connell is truly, truly an abysmal defender. He he really, I, I know he's already kind of climbing uphill because of his size and his just sort of like slenderness or slimness, whatever. He, he's just not a big physical guy, and I don't think he has the instincts of a big physical guy. Um, but he, along with that, his instincts are bad. You know, he, he's always in the wrong place when he's one-on-one with someone, he really feels like he's kind of like trying to go for a swipe steal or, or to slap the ball. And, and when he does and he misses, he's kind of giving up easy, easy shots underneath. We saw that a couple times tonight. He doesn't rotate well. I just don't think he's that smart, a defensive player. And I'm going to add to that. There seems to be this narrative, like Dan Bonner was trying to push it tonight. We've heard it for years and years and years. Um, that Alex O'Connell is a great shooter. Well, no, he's not. Uh, at some point, you are what your numbers say you are, and Alex O'Connell is right now a 33% three-point shooter this year. Um, granted, it's early in the year. It's a small sample size. But, you know, if you look back, I'm, look, I'm pulling up his stats now. So last year, he was a 37.5% shooter. That is fine, but it's not good. Uh, and it certainly is not good enough to... I should say it's not great, and it's not great enough to cover up everything else that happens, as we saw last year, because he really just didn't get a ton of playing time. Averaged 14 uh, minutes. You know, his freshman season, he averaged 10 minutes. That year, he was a 48.9% three-point shooter, which is spectacular. Let's, you know, there, there's absolutely, you, you can't argue against that. That's great. If he shot 48%, he would be a welcome addition to any team. Even then, you know, he only got 10 minutes a game. So uh, there is a thing of like, in order for him to be worthwhile, he's got to shoot the lights out. And this year, he's 33%. It's not It's not good. It's really not good. We saw tonight he had a couple wide open ones. And, you know, really when you look at it, if, if you're a great shooter, you know, your percentage should be up around 40% or higher in college. Uh, a little lower in the NBA because the defense is better and it's a little harder to, you know, the line's a little further back, whatever. Um, but when you're in college, you should be making 40% if you're a great shooter. Uh, or even a really good shooter. But when you're wide open, your percentage should be just, you know, through the roof. You should be shooting near 50% when nobody's guarding you. Um, and Alex O'Connell is not doing that. He is. He had a couple of fast break opportunities tonight where he was wide open on a wing or in a corner, and he couldn't hit the shots. And when Alex O'Connell's not doing that, what is he? I mean, what is Alex O'Connell at that point except a guy who, you know, can't play defense and can't shoot? What does he bring to the table? And I, th- I think the answer is nothing. I, basically, after four games, I'm at with Alex O'Connell where I was at at the end of last season. So, you know, I always hope to be to be proved wrong with these guys, um, especially with Moore, but with, with O'Connell, too, because God knows we could use more shooters. I mean, we need more shooters. Uh, you know, this team, as much as I love them, as scrappy as they are and as good as they are so early on defense, which is not is so rare, even among Duke teams, pardon me. even among Duke teams, it's really rare to be this good, this fast on defense. Um, Even for a team like this, you know, they are, there's a ceiling and the ceiling is, look, if you don't have guys who can shoot threes, you can't go that far in March because there's going to come a time, even if you have Zion Williamson and RJ Barrett on your team, there's going to come a time where going two for 16 um, from beyond the arc is going to hurt you and you're going to lose a game. And, and there's, you know, teams out there who, 
you know, t- you need a little bit of luck to win in March almost always, but there's teams out there who are going to have the shooters to, to kind of give them that luck and who are going to take advantage um, of weaknesses in defense and, and mismatches and things like that. You know, last year, again, we saw Zion drawing double teams, RJ Barrett drawing double teams. There was absolutely nobody they could kick it out to, uh, to make threes. And, and so we were limited in that sense. And that's why we didn't win a title, uh, t- you know, to oversimplify things, but that's a big reason this year. Uh, we're staring down the barrel of the same gun in a lot of ways. So, uh, you know, we could use O'Connell and I, I would want him to succeed and I hope he does, but Again, I just don't think like, you know, when the rubber meets the road and you're playing the really big games, can you count on this guy? Is he worth on offense what he gives up on defense? And the answer for Coach K over and over again has been uh, no. Uh, and so that's what I worry about. And, I, you know, if you put a gun to my head, I would say we're kind of looking at the same exact thing from Alex O'Connell this year. So what else? Uh, Jack White didn't play very much tonight, 17 minutes only. He made a three. He, I mean, he switched to three. He didn't even draw any rim from the corner. Um, you know, White is who he is. He's a tough defender. Again, uh, it would be wonderful if we could count him on as a shooter. I'll believe it when I see it. Um, and the other guy I really want to talk about is uh, Joey Baker. Uh, six points tonight on 16 minutes. I just don't think there's a role for him. I really just don't think there's a role for him. I would love there to be. He's just this mysterious figure. Of course, he famously had his red shirt burned last year. Um, in one of the more perplexing decisions Coach K ever made uh, in that Syracuse game. But, you know, this year he's getting his chances, and, you know, he had one or two good moves tonight. He, he did a few things well, and um, but overall just kind of, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if he loves the spotlight. I don't know if he's good enough to kind of create on his own. He's certainly not as good a defender as some of the other guys we have on the team. So who is he? You know, who is Joey Baker? Maybe he should have transferred. I, I don't it's like I just don't see his role on this team, um, especially if he's you know one for three from three. If he's not going to be a sharpshooter, uh, I don't know where he fits in. Okay, so that's the negative stuff out of the way. Let before I twenty two minutes already. Wow, who says I can't talk? Nobody. Um, let me just go back real quick and just talk about the team defense, which I mentioned before. Uh, to have it this early in the year, this good, really, 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 really rare. Um, but just such a pleasure to watch. I mean, these guys play so hard, and that's down to a few guys. It's down to Trey Jones, first and foremost. It's down to Cassius Stanley being um, just a like looking like he's three or four people out there over and over again. Uh, it's wonderful to watch him. I mean, the offense would be wonderful enough, but to see him be this good on D, uh, boy, it's just fantastic. Um, again, you have guys like Delorier, you have guys like um, like Jack White who are – stalwarts underneath they're going to be good all year they've got a lot of experience they bring that Zubek Lance Thomas like sort of plumly at, at their best sort of energy where um, you know you're not going to get a ton from them offensively but you are going to get some really tough guys um, you know Vernon Carey I think is okay on defense I, I think he plays pretty well um, he's got to stay out of foul trouble the Colorado State game was an example of just, you know, stupid fouls, and he, and he ended up fouling out of that game. Tonight, he only had two personal fouls in 20 minutes, so that's really good. Um, yeah, and otherwise, like, you know, Wendell Moore had four steals tonight, so, look, all I can say, all the stuff I just said about Wendell Moore turning the ball over, and I don't know if he's a great, you know, great under pressure or whatever, if he can play that kind of defense, we've seen time and time again, Coach K loves these defensive guys, and 
when push comes to shove, he's going to default to these defensive guys. Case in point, Jordan Goldwire, who actually scored nine points tonight, but he was wonderful on D. He had a couple strips. He's all over people. He's like Trey Jones without any offensive ability, but he's really good. He's really good on D, and he got the start tonight. Um, you know, Joey Baker got the start tonight. I don't know why, and uh, you know, but it's one of those things where Jordan Goldwire is going to get playing time. Uh, against good teams. We're going to see him against Michigan State. Maybe he'll go up against you know some of their stars. Um, Cassius Winston is one person I think of. Uh, he's going to play over and over again because he's so good on D, and that's what we have in abundance on this team. So, concluding thoughts, unbelievable team defense. Matthew Hurt, Cassius Stanley, uh, my heart throbs for you. Um, just my heart, mind you. Uh, you guys are great. and uh, And the team played a really good game tonight. We didn't see uh, a ton of half-court offense, okay? And that's going to be our concern. And, of course, the way we play this game is going to look nothing like how we play games against Michigan State or some, you know, even Virginia Tech in December in an ACC game or any of the teams we play in the ACC. So in that sense, you know, let's not get carried away by the fact that we scored 105 points and held them to 54. But I do think, um, contrary to what Aaron says, we can learn something about this team from this game. And what we learned, by and large, is really, really good. And guess what? We're going to be the number one team of the nation come next week. All right, Cameron Crazies, yeah, Cameron Lazies, episode five. I'm Shane. I'm going to be back later this week with Ariana and Aaron, and we're going to keep this train rolling. Thank you guys for listening, and uh, subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, whatever. Leave us ratings, blah, 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 blah. Good night. Go Duke.